0: And thank you so much for tuning in to Stable Connections, the podcast. Today's episode is with Georgina from Ontario, Canada. She chats with us a bit about being an animal communicator, how she's trying to leave the corporate world, and how animals and humans are so connected. Hope you enjoy. Cool. Which is funny. <laughs> I wanted to just get to know you. So tell me just how you got to where you are, where you're from, family dynamics, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's always funny
1: cuz you have these moments where you're you can define yourself by titles, right? Like I'm a sister and a daughter and a twin and, you know, I'm a writer and I'm a animal lover and all these things, right? And they all play a part in your personality and the character you become and it changes. You develop into Yourself through your challenges and your, and your track roles. So, I grew up on a farm and had an amazing childhood. My parents immigrated um, to Canada like over 40 years ago now. This is our home farm, and I come here as often as I can. I live in the city now and kind of went the corporate way to make ends meet <laughs> which you know it fell apart too <laughs> so I, um, I bought a house and that was always a big goal of mine but my heart is like still in the country you can't take the country out of the girl it's probably the biggest influence is is growing up on the horse farm I organize horse shows I've been involved in that club since i was very young uh, probably like 11 or 12 years old and i'm now the president it's a schooling uh, club so we really focus on creating a very positive atmosphere for our members so that these young horses and these young riders can get experience in a very safe environment um so they they can grow and expand sorry <laughs>
0: not That's enough awesome. room for two cats no, on your lap no, I <laughs> <love> <laughs>
1: And yeah, so I, I have always had an interest in kind of like that self-development and the relationship with with animals. I, I knew I was different as a kid, and that carried on <laughs> through me being an adult. Uh, I still don't feel like I fit in anywhere I go. I'm an empath, and, and I have intuitive qualities that are just impossible to ignore at this point in my life and so I chose a a bit of a different avenue into Kind of what I call heart to soul connections I I work with people and animals equine is definitely my preferred animal I guess just because of my influence with them and uh, and probably the greatest teachers I've I've ever come across and again I when I was a, a kid what set me aside from kind of the other kids was I would I would train barn cats and I would bride cows and sheep and you know like I just had such an awesome childhood being in nature and being able to see nature for its miracles knowing that you know a a tree can grow from a seed into this massive being connected to the to the earth through its roots but uh, you know sheds its leaves every year and what a beautiful transition yeah as as kind of kind of country kids, it's easier for us to be connected to the land and to the animals and to their stories. And and again I yeah, when I have kind of faced my own challenges and, and accidents and, and having personal tragedies and, and loss, that's always what brought me back to myself was getting out in nature, being around animals, feeling home again and again i come back to the farm three four times a week without fail Um, more if i can you know just to again have that sense of kind of wholeness
0: yeah and do you remember one of the first times as a kid that you recognized the intuitive
1: kind of difference in you it wasn't that I noticed it as, as being different. What it more was, was adults telling me that it wasn't possible. So it was, you learn over time to suppress these things inside of yourself and you don't really talk about it. And I noticed that, especially in the corporate world, why why I didn't fit in was because I I couldn't share these these gifts I had readily and openly, and the more I decided to be me, the less I, I I kinda cared what other people thought of it. And so that that like it was an unraveling that had to happen for me to become myself again. And and again, people will keep you small and apart from who you are because they're 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 challenged by their own beliefs in what they think is possible because a lot of what I do or what comes to to me in these sessions isn't deemed normal how 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 do you even describe it? Like a, an animal can send me a message, and I can send them a message and you know, and through images or through a knowing or or i I, I hear a word or you know, sometimes it doesn't mean anything to 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 me. It, but it means everything to the animal or the that the that the um, person needs to hear it. so it it's it's hard to explain and and I think a lot of people are going that scientific mind and science is slowly catching up to the intuitive arts and and that sixth sense and understanding the the capabilities of our own minds. For me, I I grew up close to a native reserve and I side a lot with their teachings because they come back to the natural world and the lessons that it it shares with us. Again, the the dynamics of um, inter- species relationships we we can ride a horse (laughs) how is that not a miracle yeah like i just i see that as being such a beautiful experience and when i ride it's it's a moving meditation i become so ingrained in that present moment that i don't remember my problems or you know i i move to this place of pure bliss grace and happiness and no one can take that away from me Right, and and I wish more people had opportunities to explore those sides of themselves and and come back to their true nature and to believing in in miracles. Yeah. Just by looking outside of themselves, but inward too, because that's where happiness is. It's not an outside job.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like everyone has that intuitive? access? They just have to be able to be open to accessing it? Or do you think it's kind of a gift that certain people have?
1: Oh no, I believe absolutely every single person has a sixth sense. They have intuitive abilities. I believe that they can hone in on them and understand themselves a lot better when they are willing to explore their own gift their own ability their own talent. I do know that there are in horse in horse riders I like I, and this is a bias and this is not a founded Act. experiment that I've tried <laughs> by any means or, or you know um, I don't have a, a test group of people, but I do believe that as riders We all have that that feeling that we can feel their emotions that we can f- like when when riding them we can we can feel them sometimes when they tense up or when they're excited or, you know, and we connect to them on that level through an emotional place, but also just in our hearts. And and they they know us and where we're at in our day long before we recognize it. And I knew that going through depression, that the animals that I would surround myself with would always pick me up. They would always... You know purr into my heart like that they would you know the cat that's sitting on my lap <laughs> <laughs> just you that know? little just weighted like, blanket yeah, yeah he's keeping me warm and and content and and there's this this thing that happens between an animal and a person that again that that interspecies relationship that we allow ourselves we all have the gift we all have This sense of being able to send a message to them to tell them that we we love them and appreciate them. There isn't a ride that I have where I don't thank the horse afterward. Gratitude is a sure and easy way to get yourself out of a state of sadness or or you know grief. uh, You know any kind of lower frequency or lower vibration emotion. Right, go into gratitude. That would be like my first thing is just see they see the animal and be grateful for their presence be grateful for the fact that they allow you to brush them and ride them and hug them just acknowledge them because they and and i know one of the biggest shifts in my own uh horse right now is when i tell him that i'm proud of him like he just gloats like he's got this new sense of self because i have i've heard him and i let him be him and he's he's coming into his his own now after going through kind of some some dark times himself and they don't all have easy stories because usually horses get sold from one owner to the next and we forget that they have feelings too that they made friends and they lost companions and this new place might be might be intimidating or scary or they don't fit in right away and they have to you know adapt to a new herd and so having these conversations with our own animals is is quite easy (laughs) it's just dialogue If, if if you know how to talk you can talk to them. I know too like my my mom is probably the biggest influence in my life and she would go away for weeks to to months on end in in the, the winter months as they're slowly retiring and her her dog and her horse would have anxiety about why she wasn't around and so I just told her I'm like when you're in Arizona just send them love you know just just tell them that you're having a good time you'll be back you know remind them that you'll be back <laughs> and that it won't be long or they don't maybe fully understand the concept of time like we do because we're, we're pressured by it but they understand the cycles so if you can say you know we left we, we left it in winter and we'll be back in spring they can they can get that message and and again if it's coming from a heart place and going to their heart space then then the communication happens and yeah. i think every single person is capable of it
0: yeah is this something that you feel yourself at least that you can turn off occasionally or it's always on
1: so because because I'm intuitive and I'm an empath I take I take things on and when I didn't understand those qualities in myself to their abilities I I would come home and I'd be depleted I worked in in the hospital at the time and <laughs> I, I couldn't differentiate what was mine and what wasn't. So I needed to learn how to protect my, my energy. I also kind of have this visualization in, in my head of how to turn it off and on. So it's kind of like a valve. And I can have it like partially open, I can have it full fledged, like, and that's, you know. <laughs> but again, it's like I've had to learn how to manage it because. It, it was having an effect on me that wasn't always positive. And again, working working in that hospital environment really showed me that I, I needed to do better at taking care of myself. And the self care piece was part of that is setting the boundaries of what what you're allowing in and who, who like who you're willing. To- to help, right? Because like, there are people that are skeptics and they're non-believers and that, that will just question you and drain you. And, you know, I, I don't always make time to convince people of these things because I would much rather <laughs> work with someone who believe, like believes it or, or is willing to, to at least understand it in a different way. If they can't do it themselves or they don't believe they have the ability. I can still show them techniques to connect to themselves in, in their own sense, right? Like understanding what what their first sense is. I met a jumper that she had vision, right? Like she could see the course in her head and and run it through. And And I just, if you can use the psychology behind it, like, you know, and use that to your advantage, why wouldn't you? right? Like, and it's not always about winning the horse show or, you know, whatever. It's, it's still about the connection with you and your horse. So if you're then in, in that heart space, you visualize the course, the likelihood is you'll prevent yourself from having an accident or additional anxiety or, you know, and, and, and instead you're coming from your own confidence
0: do you remember the first time you consciously opened the valve fully and if you want to talk about that experience
1: yeah it kind of like it happened over time i was in a car accident a few years ago and i had had a concussion and the one thing that i noticed happened right away was i i stopped dreaming and Nobody could explain that to me and I thought it was strange. It still to me is strange. And I'll be honest, when I start to now get animals that come in that are like into my dream state, I know I need to help them. Because it's, it's profound at that point. When I started taking more of the healing courses like Reiki and things like that and starting to explore things. So when I start a session, I always ask the animal for permission. It doesn't matter to me if, it, if it's a chicken, a squirrel, a, you know, a, a horse. That it, it, Like, I still want to know that they're, they're comfortable with it. I introduce myself, I, I explain what I'm doing, and I always put an, in- an intention out that it is for the highest good and purpose of all involved. Again, I'm not working with any kind of dark energy, even though there are traumas and emotions or stories that, that do kind of clear or come up that they're willing to let go of or transform. And often like that initial kind of permission allows me then to explore and, and allow it to unfold as it should. So I believe that humans and, and people, or sorry, <laughs> humans and animals, um, will unravel at a, a pace that we are ready to let go of these layers that we've kind of built you know, and and as each year goes by, like certain things will will stay with us, and and again, we bury things sometimes and not even remember why it made us the way we are. And again, so the, it wasn't so much that just one day I was like, I'm gonna turn the valve wide open. It mm-hmm. was it just happened slowly over time. And again, it happened with this natural progression of my own learning and my own expansion in in doing this but also my own belief in myself that I could my own confidence in, in getting feedback where you know my client would be blown away and they're like how did you know that and i was and, and, and the hardest part for me is to explain it to them sometimes because it no session has ever been the same right and no animal or person is so you have to kind of just know that it's going to be unique to, to them and what they need to hear in that moment. And, and you, meet, you meet them where they're at and you hope that it changes their perspective of how and, and their own partnership with their animal. Because animals, <laughs> the one thing that continues to come up for me in these conversations that I have is that animals don't really want to be owned. Like we as people have free will, but so do they. And the one thing that that they keep telling me is like, stop calling me mom. I'm not. You're not my mom. You know, like we're, we're we aren't the same species. Or that, that came up in in, uh, in a session with, with a friend of mine who always calls herself mom to her to all of her animals, and 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 I think it's lovely. But her horse does not appreciate it. <laughs> and what came instead was, I want to be your partner. I have had another horse that's you know. I don't want. You, I don't want you calling me owner. I want you to be my guardian, right? And so these these messages that I'm getting changes the way that we we interact with them, but also gives us an onus of responsibility to them as well. And I think that that's really important uh, as a takeaway of how we can we can grow into something profound and beautiful. I, I, again, like that that just your oneness with them and, and again that respect.
0: Yeah. yeah. Do you ever feel have you ever had a reading where the horse felt as though you were open to what they were communicating but that their owner was not? Absolutely. How do you handle that?
1: <laughs> That's hard because I I have learned over time not to withhold what's coming through. If the person isn't ready, then they're not ready, and, and in time they will be. It's like eating, right, for your mind, really. You have to digest what you just heard and sometimes the message isn't always easy to communicate know that I've been put in a couple situations where I had to tread very carefully on the words that I use but the one good thing is is that I I kind of work with a bit of that spiritual realm where I I invite like angelic forces to come in and again because I I put that intention for the highest good that if this message is meant for the person to heal a part of themselves that the only reason why they they hired me to be there is 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 because they they're ready even if they're not yeah sure of it right like cuz sometimes the hardest place is just to start
0: yeah definitely
1: and then and then you can't stop <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going. Yeah. But yeah, I've had several instances where I've I've been able to help people through grief and addictions and things like that. And it's profound because you know that these people are hurting and their animals are just holding the space for them to heal. And they want everything that is best for them. And and I I do believe that their their human companion is is ready and because otherwise they wouldn't be reaching out. I have had it though where the animal was basically like not screaming. I shouldn't say that, but l- loudly speaking, <laughs> a name. And the name just every time I would see this horse would come up, and and the, the name was was Grace. Beautiful name, but also could be you know associated with other things. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I have a cousin named Grace, and I was and and so I couldn't put it together what this was. So I I, I went to the trainer, and um and that didn't didn't provide me any results right so I, I, I ended up writing to the owner I didn't have their their cell phone number but I, I was like you know every time I see your horse the name grace comes up and he immediately responded and he's like that's my mom and she had died just shortly before and he was in such a state of grief that he he needed to know she was okay on the other side so things happen that I can't explain and, and that, again, just proved to me the miracles of the unknown. And, and to me, I, that excites me somehow, <laughs> like, that she could come through a, a horse and reach out to me knowing that I could talk to him. And we sat and we had a beautiful conversation that lasted hours. And so quite some time later, he, he, uh, he reached out to me and he said, he's like, I think you saved my life that day. And, you know, and, and again, I think that there was a, a newfound peace within him himself um, that he was able to, yeah, um, come to terms with life, but also with death. Because it's not, it doesn't have to be the end, mm-hmm. right?
0: Have you ever had a moment where the horse brought up some of your, like a horse maybe that you haven't met
1: or your own horses that brought up your stuff oh yeah Yeah. every time yeah (laughs) actually i heal in every every session i do there's always a a healing for me i think the hardest part is i often kind of like channel these messages so i don't always remember what was all said because again there's there's something that happens when i kind of open the valve and so much comes through and 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 because i'm receiving on all my intuitive senses right so i'm getting feelings i'm getting you know knowings i'm getting audio (laughs) i'm getting vision i'm getting you know so some things show up as like you know kind of like a like a movie clip you know and it goes real fast and i have to like often too they they, things communicate in kind of a metaphor or something so i i it, it it is challenging to always know if I've got it right you know and that's taken time to hone in on the other part with the, the the healing side of it like with my hands like so my hands are attuned to reiki and alchemical healing so my each finger is an element and then kind of the palm of my hand is this giving receiving on that that reiki whole level and I, I seem to have a lot of like um, emotional type stories, like uh, not like there's there's always the kind of a physical piece to it because we hold our emotions somewhere in our bodies, but there's yeah there's this uh, un, unraveling of of a story that happens and and on that emotional sense and I think a huge part is why that happens is because I've I myself have dealt with depression for years and uh, and anxiety and so each one of these sessions actually heals a part of my myself that again gives me that that um knowing that you can heal like it's not all love and light there's there has to be the shadow part in order for you to grow in order for you to acknowledge that you went through a hardship and you overcame it. And again, love will heal a lot, but you have to recognize that there like life is good, bad and ugly sometimes and how you handle it and what you do with that is, is how you, you you grow and and kind of again become yourself or come back to yourself because I think as kids we know ourselves a lot better than we think we do and and we're told things that you know you can't do that and no and you hear no more than you hear yes when you're a child and uh and I think that that could change (laughs) a lot and and maybe in in positive ways of of you know letting letting a, a child explore their their natural gifts because they they know them before we we decide what what's best for them.
0: Yeah. So when did you notice the shift in accepting and opening the valve and kind of steering away from the corporate mm-hmm.
1: stuff? It's still going. Right, like because having this human body and this human experience, I have a mortgage to pay, right? So I still have these responsibilities of needing to work and needing, you know what I mean? And, and this is my life's work, my, my passion, right? Has, has been with horses and, and, and uh, animals and, and even with the, the horse shows, like I, I, I've known there's something there, but um, to break the mold and be different, is challenging i don't think it ever ends it it doesn't ever begin either it's just you're just who you are and you have to learn about yourself every single day and again honor yourself enough to to respect yourself and love yourself. I think that for me that was something that depression did teach me was that was a point in my life where I I didn't love myself.
0: Do you want to talk about some profound experiences and you're talking about how they're all pretty profound (laughs) (laughs) but if there's like specific ones that really stand out to you and
1: why? Yeah I I worked on a, a Frisian who had a very difficult coming into the world. <laughs> her, her mother almost died giving birth to her and and she let me in on that experience and got to be honest it was it was scary and awful and beautiful and, and it was intense and painful and you know and it, um, so it, it really did feel like I was kind of like engulfed in this birth canal and this process and my first and in intuitive sense is is feeling. I give so much credit to every mother, you know, uh, if human animal whatever, like the the mother womb is profound. That one was was huge for me and this horse as well, like had a very unique story of being kind of brought into this world as a like as a wish. She had never been what I would say she's she's never been a horse before. She had never had four legs, so she was very when she When she came to uh, the farm for training, it was very interesting to see her move because she she was always like delayed. She didn't really know what to do with her back legs. Like she she was just like awkward, (laughs) and and at the same time, again, very elegant, beautiful breeding. And when I communicated to uh, the trainer and the owner, I didn't know anything about this horse other than her breed her age and her name (laughs) and so when i communicated this terrible experience during labor the reaction i got was well no shit and i and i was like well what do you what what do you mean by that because i i i'm just getting these messages and i i it's very hard to validate the answers when it comes to the animal world right like um, humans can tell you oh yeah that happened to me you know but as for this, this story, it was the mother had almost died giving birth in, in the sales agreement when she sold. They had made a clause saying that she would never be bred again based on the, the tragedy she had in labor. And, and so again, the, the comment back was, was again my validation that she showed me exactly what she went through coming into this world. How difficult it was not only for her, but for her mom. utmost respect to both of them for for opening up to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I again that gratitude piece was was huge because after that she really understood she like you know her body she understood her job and she actually ended up being a gift to someone so she was she was a gift all along and uh, and that was just a really cool story
0: so you said that a lot of it is feeling that's your first but do you get with that you got a lot of visualizations yeah. as well
1: yeah almost yeah. like you were there when it was yeah. happening yeah and it was it, it's again it's it's everyone is different some horses are quite chatty others don't say anything but will give you an image there I, I worked on a, on a horse that I was very very close with which can be a bit of a, a bigger challenge, anyways, when you're when you're too connected. Um, and what he would do is, I, I would just put my hands up and, and offer, and he would literally place the body part where he needed it right into my hands. Again, like I just let him have his his free will. We would be in the indoor, and he would just put all of his his his. Sore spots and, and his, his, his pain places. Like he would make a point to show me where he needed it. Other horses don't want me to touch them, and I have to respect that too. And I just I, I can send from a distance. I, I doesn't have to be um, even one on one. I can do distance healing, and that was kind of the. the cool part about COVID I couldn't really get a lot of like new new clients and go to barns and that to do one-on-one sessions but I started doing things over zoom (laughs) um and just with a picture of an animal I started I I started doing it when I would watch tv (laughs) (laughs) you know I would get like these these impressions from from the animal and again like I I go for drives sometimes and just send love and healing out to whoever is open and I'll I'll pick a, a like kind of a specific animal to work with so that I again expand my own knowledge and my own connection with them like cuz again I don't have access to to whales or elephants <laughs> but like I love them still like and I think that that's the cool part about animal lovers is we love all animals we're not necessarily confined to just I only love horses because I I know that that's kind of, you know, they have a very special place in my heart. But again, like I'm, I love them all equally. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Yeah. What's like, other than horses, kind of like the most bizarre animal that you've got a reading from or talked to?
1: it's not really like a bizarre animal it's uh, so I have a squirrel in my backyard and I can tell you like he's he's got to be old like he 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 hasn't told me exactly how old he is because again their sense of time is is a bit different than ours but he I I send him healing and he leaves me he leaves me treats so I don't know how he came across banana bread but it was in my kitchen window like probably like Twenty minutes after our session, like, and I, I didn't go outside. I I just did it from the kitchen window, so he knew exactly where I was standing, and he, he's left me walnuts and things. So it's his appreciation too. And he seems to be doing a lot better this spring. So just you know, maybe it's not like the most amazing story, but it is possible to do it with wildlife too. And I like those encounters because I I tend to find. Their uniqueness, you know what I mean? And uh, I went for a walk along the river. There was a blue heron, and his name is Gus. <laughs> it was like, okay, like, thank you for sharing, you know? Like, just little things that happen over the course of my life that have just, again, like, made me believe that there is something more to just. What we know and what we can explain. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, I'm just very curious. Are distance readings more difficult than when you're in person, or how does how does that change the reading? I, I'll be honest. When I got in the car accident, driving was a bit anxiety-producing because I didn't have couldn't like. We always need the sense of control in our lives somehow, and uh, and behind the steering wheel, it can change you in a fraction of a second. And for me, like I, I put all of my body weight on that brake, trying to avoid what was happening. And I wish, I like you know, and I I do believe that caused another injury. <laughs> yeah. Distance actually uh, helped me while I was recovering to be still be able to do this without having going into it with with anxiety and the other thing is it was also taking a lot of energy so going f- far places like i i was i was struggling with that so the distance sessions were actually and again because of covid it it kind of really enforced that it is possible we're not limited to to space they will receive it the way that they're meant to as well especially with with dogs it's, it's a bit easier, too, because they can get right riled up when somebody shows up at the door, right? It's interesting, because I had my own... Yeah, I don't want to say it was a bad experience, but I, I was bit in the face when I was a kid by a dog, and I had to heal that part of myself, and that's what, he, like, working with dogs really did for me, was get over that, because, again, like, I, I it was never that I was afraid of dogs. It was, it was just that I had a, this experience that I... You know, as as a young kid, and it was at a, a garden party in front of everybody. Had, you know what I mean? Like, so there was this piece where, the, again, like I I suppressed this this emotion that I'd never really done, even knew that I needed to to heal from. Because again, my on the farm we always had dogs. They all I always got along with them and respected them and loved them. But I had a client with a very aggressive dog who again tried tried biting at me wasn't so sure how well that session went because i there was this fear that came out in me in that during that and i had to move move through it myself in the moment right which is harder than you think and the the client's feedback was that the very next day they had a party and the dog who was naturally kind of an aggressor protector right she she wanted to like that was her job was to to keep their property safe and they had a party and the dog was laying beside the guests and, mm-hmm. and pr- still was able to protect them all <laughs> still yeah. did her job still barked at every car that came in that night you know what I mean but didn't have this need to teeth bear and growl and and scare animals that's that the, they have a sense of pride when they have something to do and, and they, they like um, being kind of in that sense productive like like humans are right like going for a walk is a job to a dog because they think they're taking you the, the distance. I got I just got better at it and again it, it was it was saving me in in, in a certain sense um, especially during during my recovery and and again during COVID because <laughs> I could still feel like I was contributing. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That actually a question that I thought about earlier was does your own stuff come up in sessions where. Like, if you're getting a reading and you have some trauma from the past and the reading isn't about you, like, the horse isn't communicating that necessarily to you. You're kind of the conduit to the owner. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, like, how to learn, how to, like, not put your own stuff with this dog and the fear into it and learning all of that.
1: Yeah, And, and again, like, I've been able to kind of master a bit of that inside of myself through mindfulness and meditation. I've been doing that... 20 years or so now of, of daily practice. The devotion and commitment is a huge piece, right? And uh, and again, the recognition. It's okay to have a reaction, right? The, the difference is is we can react with our heads or we can react with our hearts. And we have a choice in any moment, in any situation. So it, it is a matter of in, in that moment with, the, with that dog, like I recognized it. I also knew... You know like um and, and and horse people do this as well risk assessment right if I, I I knew that I couldn't touch this dog I knew that I had to stand still and firm and you know be a, be kind of assertive in my own power and own it what ended up transpiring was the other dog took over the, there were there were two and and like it was it was like watching like a mama bear come out right the the owner came out of the house at probably the worst time and that was when the, the dog reacted and, and for me the other dog ended up calming even though its response was was to kind of take down the other dog and, and, and again like put it in kind of a submissive position and then the owner wanted to get in between the two and I said don't let them because na- animals know by nature what they need to do themselves and I think because we allowed it to happen naturally and um organically that that was what needed to happen and then the next day when they had the party that both dogs were completely well behaved and understood what their jobs were
0: yeah a lot of times us humans just kind of get in the way of things instead of like yeah taking care of themselves like they'll go find water they'll go but if we cage them up they won't be able to
1: find the water yeah Yeah. and that that's it right freedom and free will are are two things that, that they have too and when you take that away from a person too like I, I I know women especially we keep ourselves small we think that we're not worthy or deserving of of you know having a natural gift that that is different where we we're, we're told that we have to fit inside of a box and look a certain way or wear makeup or you know like and do we do it for ourselves or are we doing it to impress someone else right like i i think that that's what i really started to question kind of being in that corporate world is like what is what is my 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 purpose and then it comes to a point of i cannot deny that this is my true nature my who i am and i want to I, I want to help. I want to serve. I, I have good intentions. I have a good heart, and I know that. And I have to live that from that place.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, something I like to ask everybody is, what would you like to see evolve or change within the community? And then, how can you, if you're not already, help with that change?
1: Yeah. I. I have to say, it's coming from heart, right? Recognizing that every person, animal, being, even, even, uh, you know, the sand we ride on, right, like, it, we are all energetic. We, we have this connection between each other, um, and we can talk to each other on, on different levels, even if you don't believe it, it's like, because, sorry, maybe I should have started with this, um, there, there's that saying of seeing is believing, and then there's that saying of believing is seeing and I think that they happen simultaneously. And if you're coming from a heart place, your animals will connect to you on a whole different level and and you will believe it long before you need any proof. And again, I think that um, if you can see riding or, or being in the presence of, of your animal, whatever species it is, that it is a mindful connection it is a heart space a soul contract like we are given the like this permission to be with them and to live alongside them and to observe them and learn from them and they are there to protect us and love us and I think the one big thing what I learned from my very very first horse was that he taught me how to love unconditionally and I think that if you can see that and recognize that that is true, true to the truest true, you know what I mean? Like inside of you, that that is where you come from. When you have the ability to take care of them, right? Like to to, to serve them well, to to love them wholeheartedly for who they are, and 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 the impact that uh, the positive impact that they have, because I think that again, animal yeah guardians like that is our responsibility to them is to do right by them, for them, to make sure that they're well taken care of and loved because that's all they give us back is their unconditional love
0: yeah and so with that it sounds like the way that you're doing that is just living
1: that yep (laughs) and showing other people it's possible yeah I think that that's the one thing that most people don't don't understand or don't don't fully get what will come right and i can't fully explain that when i have a session but i do believe that the people that are asking are open and i do believe that there is something in it for for both parties right and and me included holding the space and watching these connections grow and blossom is Again, it, it's, it's, my, it's my passion, it's, my, it's, it's, it's bringing me so much joy, and um, like I'm honored. Like I, I couldn't have picked a better family to grow up in or a better location. I, I would love to see that this just evolves into my life's work, um, and I will always continue to grow like, and learn and develop like, these skills because I just see what kind of a positive impact it has had. Yeah, that's just where I come from now, and yeah, you know, nobody can take it away from me. <laughs> so I'm just like, yeah, it's just gonna, it's going to um, flourish into something, and and watching it happen is is so cool.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. So I was curious if you could do a reading of my horse. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Yep. Do you need to <laughs> see a That's
1: what I thought oh, okay. today was going to be. I was like, oh, she's going to come and she's going to like she, give me a picture and you know, and that's that's going to be the session. No, we so. want to get
0: to know you <laughs> yeah. first. Um, but yeah, so do you want one photo? I have an album of him. Sure, whatever you're okay. willing to share. So here, I'll just give you the album open, there and then you good. can. Oh, he's good. And do you, I don't know if you want to know his name? Yes, please. Pinsapo. Pinsapo. Pinsapo Jal is his full name, J-A-L, but Pinsapo is what he goes by.
1: He's beautiful. He has a um, very soft eye. I see how much joy he brings you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's beautiful. I'm easy to yeah. read in those. Yeah. I keep hearing, like, trumpets.
0: Interesting. I always pictured him listening, like, as a, if he were in human form, he would be that kid in the back that's just, like, in his headphones listening to jazz music.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> and, and jazz is a good one, yeah. because, like, I'm, like, it's, um, there's, yeah, there, there's a musical association with him that it keeps him calm. The color blue is very soothing to him. He didn't like traveling. Hmm. He was fine with it, he, he did it, do you know what I mean? But it was more because he knew that that was what was required of him, but it wasn't natural to him. Like, he, he didn't fully understand, again, like because no one ever explained to him that he, where he was going, what he was doing, why he was, you know, made to do these things that he wasn't always. Unfortunately, people didn't always treat him with the respect that he deserved but he is telling me that you you do. You love him wholeheartedly, um, and you see his soul. He has a very soft eye. You keep him grounded. Cool. And he sees his role in your life that you're his rock. Right, like there's this two way piece of like you guys keep each other, like he knows that you're home. So he trusts you, but it would help you to explain to him, why like he he's he's curious to know when he'll be back home when you know what I mean like like sending just again those like because he doesn't understand right now where you are yeah like he's expecting you at dinner time he's gorgeous thank you I agree and I think he agrees too is what I've gotten (laughs) he's like (laughs) I don't mean it like he has a Complex, but he's like—he's very confident. Yes, like he thinks he's sexy. Oh, like hundred percent. He's also showing me that he's like a mirror to you. Oh, interesting. So he—he teaches you life lessons and is bringing out really good qualities in you. I agree. Um, He's telling me that, like, his relationship with you, he feels okay to be himself. Cool, right? Like you bring out the best in him. You're yeah you're a good fit he's coming across as an old soul for sure like it's not his first time being a horse
0: well thank you for chatting with
1: us
0: (laughs) hello and thank you again for tuning in to Stable Connections the podcast this is your host Shauna Burke and I did end up taking out quite a bit of Georgina's reading with my horse it just got a bit personal for me but highly recommend having her do either a zoom call or if you're in Canada having her do a reading with your horse if you want to hear more don't forget to tune in every monday morning for a new story if you want to support us leave a review on apple podcast or spotify and share on both facebook and instagram story post whatever you want see you next week